I'm Tiffany Norris, and you're listening to This is Richardson. This is a weekly podcast that tells the stories of Richardson, Texas. I am super excited to introduce you to our friends, Andy and Angie Helgeson, on this episode. We said a couple of episodes back that we're hoping to tell more of the stories of the people of Richardson. Not just places, not just businesses, but just people. And this is Andy and Angie's Richardson Story. So my parents met at University of Texas, Austin, and then wound up somehow in the Dallas area. Um, I think my mom was going to med school, um, getting her working on her master's degree. Did she um, work at UTD, too? She did some work at UTD, yeah. yeah. And so we kind of wound up in Richardson. And, um, I was born in Dallas in 1980, and we at some point lived over by Yale Elementary over on Yale Street in oh, Richardson. Yeah. Um, I think originally we were in North Richland Hills right when I was born, then they came over to Richardson. So I think that's where my parents originally settled in the DFW area was out there, and then they came. Uh, I think my mom was going to um, Medical City, working working out there and doing research out there. And so we wound up in Richardson. My little, bro- my older brother. Sorry, I went to kindergarten and first grade at Yale Uni- uh, Elementary, and then they, my parents didn't like that school very much, and then Why? they had me. I don't know. My, they always complained there was no trees there. Huh. No I think they planted, well, that's a big tent. Yeah, for recess. Yeah, oh, for recess. Yeah, for recess. For recess. Yeah. And my oh. older brother is a ginger, so he sunburned really easily. Ah, oh, um, okay, there you go. But so they moved over to an area called Camelot. It's technically in Garland, Arapahoe, and Jupiter. Um, but we moved there probably when I was in kindergarten myself. And that's just where my parents still live, and that's where I grew up the entire time. And we so had a is little, it Garland? It's technically Garland, but I went to RISD schools. So oh, okay. There's actually Big Springs Elementary, which is in Garland, um, but it's an RISD school. So I went from there and moved into our Apollo Junior High and then into Burtner High. So everyone I hung out with, either they lived in that same neighborhood as me or they were all from Richardson. So hmm. I always kind of claimed that I was from Richardson when I was growing up, but I was like a mile from the border. Officially, I grew up in Garland, but... I consider Richardson. See, I found that home. I don't know if you've ever noticed this about people from Richardson because I grew up in Allen, and they are very adamant about specifying. I didn't grow up in Garland. I really? grew up in Richardson, and okay. even though like I went to his parents' house, they have Garland trash trash bins, you know, and mm-hmm. he's just adamant like it's not Garland, it's Richardson. <laughs> They're very adamant about it, and I never quite understood why that border was so like uh, it has to be Richardson. It's kind of a stigma with Garland that is a. Not as nice of a city, hmm. especially when you get deeper into Garland. Well, and sometimes, though, I think with, I don't know, we've noticed um, one of the things that has surprised us a lot was is that Richardson feels a little bit like a small town. Yes. And we both grew up in small towns in Alabama, and I grew up in an area that they called the Quad Cities. And there are these four cities that are literally just, you know, back to back with each other, but it's the same thing. It's like, no, I am in <laughs> <Yeah>. Tuscumbia, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. Sheffield. Don't Let's be clear. <laughs> yes. So I think maybe there's a little bit of that um, maybe small town rivalry yeah. among some of the suburbs. I don't know. You grew up in Allen, right? Well, okay. Did you find yeah, that's that the whole thing. Is like uh, I grew. We moved here in the early '80s, and Allen was a real small town. Um, but you know, it was surrounded by real country towns. So I and there was all this mix. It only had the one high school. So no matter where you lived, everybody eventually wound up kind of in the same school, same spot. But uh, we, I don't know what we had like stigmas against Plano. You know, like growing up, like we didn't have any entertainment in Allen growing up. So it wasn't until like the late '90s that they started building like um, movie theaters and restaurants that you would actually go to. So 
to actually do anything fun, you had to go to Plano. We never ventured as far as Richardson because to me that was like downtown, you know, that child <laughs> mindset. I've never heard anything about Richardson at all. It was such this weird, uh, quiet secret. And I never met anyone from there until until Andy, actually, which was a random blind date. Um, yeah. I forget what year that was. Oh, That's, 1999. Was it 99? You were 18 and I was 19. Okay. Oh. We've been together ever since. Oh, how nice. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah, random. Blind date. But he had a friend that moved from Richardson, Richardson to Allen. Allen oh. Named Allen. No yeah, one's Allen friend. Yeah. and Allen who lived on Allen Heights. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he... I don't know, for whatever reason, decided, like, I need you. He was at my my parents' house when we were hanging out watching movies or whatever. And he, one day he was like, I need you to meet somebody, which terrified me. And, I, you know, it was, okay, before cell phones, too. So we had the pagers. I had, like, three friends, like, page me at specific times. Okay. And it worked out so well, though, that uh, I completely forgot my pager was going off the whole night. And we, I remember we were watching the South Park movie, right? Yeah. It was between that or Inspector Gadget and... Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that really gives you an idea too. Like, are you going to get each other's sense of humor with yeah. a movie like that? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, can you appreciate this? What you know? <laughs> What's funny is Alan went with us. Yeah, oh wow! It was like sitting. Was he between? He us? He came us the third wheel just to make sure that it wasn't a so awkward. A few times. Yeah. It took us a while to ditch. Him. Yeah, we cut it, we cut him out after our third or fourth time we hung out together. Like, you know, we don't really need him together. We can hang out ourselves. <laughs> I remember the first time she came to my house, I was doing laundry, which I think she thought was really strange to see a 19-year-old doing their own laundry. But it's probably just because I used to, you know, it was the day of the Jinko pants, the big, giant, mm-hmm. huge pants. And my parents hated the way I dressed. So if I didn't do my own laundry, the shirts and pants would go missing. They would wow. toss them out. So, yeah. I, so probably when I was 15, I started doing my own laundry. So That's when she came over, she's like, wow, he's so grown up. <laughs> I did not say that. That sealed the deal. Yeah. Doing the laundry. It's <laughs> great. So, how long have y'all been in Richardson? So, um, we both went up to UNT at the same time to do schools for college. Know. You got to start further back than that because, like, we met and then his parents worked at uh, Quad C. Well, it's Colin College now. It was Quad C then. Colin, Co- Colin yeah, so College. Yeah, so as soon as I graduated that year we met, I decided, okay, instead, I'm going to go to Quad C. I think you could skip the SATs doing that. Yeah. So I was it's there. He was already enrolled because his parents taught there. Yeah. And uh, we just started hanging out more from there. Um, I don't know if we just then you went to UNT yeah we both we just kind of hung out for about two years just going back and forth I didn't have a car at the time so I was staying in Garland with my parents house so she'd come over to pick me up all the time or we'd hang out with my friends in Richardson and it go was over like their my houses. first experience of Richardson too yeah. like running into a lot of your friends I remember being like just absolutely surprised like these people these friends like the parents they're so nice so meeting all his friends it was just like where have you guys been this whole time we would have hung out I would have had some like cool people to <laughs> go to the movies with here and there but <laughs> yeah. i don't know it was fun so after after we left for college i just completely stopped hanging out with a lot of people i used to know i went to kindergarten with a lot of those people still know them, but yeah it's so fun we both left and moved up to unt and went to denton um and so we we're out there for a couple of years just going to school and then i started i was working at ut dallas before um, i went up to unt um, here in Richardson. And then when I was graduating, I started working there full time again. So I was commuting from Denton to Richardson five days a week, working overtime events here and there. Um, so after doing that for about a year, I had already graduated from college. She kind of took a little break and then was back in school. So she stayed in Denton and lived over by TWU. And I moved to like far north Dallas. 
and lived in an apartment over there and was working at Richardson. Um, so when she finally graduated, she moved back in with me and um, was kind of testing the waters to make sure that we're compatible to live with one another before we got married. So when we realized that was working, we did get married. And probably six months after we got married, she just told me, all right, you're buying me a house. And she packed everything up in our I apartment. I don't think I said no, that. No, you, you said, you're buying me a house. This is this is happening. She packed everything that wasn't essential for us to, <laughs> to live. Had them in boxes in our living room for about six months. And just like, I'm ready to move whenever whenever we get a house. Like, our, our lease is up at this time. So let's start looking for a house. So we did that. And we bought a house over in Richardson, over off Waterview, right down the street from UTD on Warren and Waterview. We moved there in 2010. And just stayed in this neighborhood. And then probably about three years ago or so, we upgraded our house and stayed in the same neighborhood, but moved Oh, man, you're skipping a lot of the crazy stuff that went down. I mean, we first got that. We got the house in Richardson because I was like, you know, we lived all over the Metroplex. You know, Denton was awesome, but we couldn't stay there. And he was working at UTD. So we're like, where in DFW are we going to move to? What's the best location? And again, I hated Plano, not because it's, it's an awesome town. It's just like, I don't know what the traffic deal traffic. is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's great as long as you don't have to get in a car. And Alan, it's like, you know, it was getting really big, really fast. And I almost didn't quite recognize it. My parents, we had all outgrown our house and they actually moved to McKinney, which was too far. And it's like, you know, Dallas is, it hasn't quite gotten comfortable in its own skin yet you know there weren't a lot of permanent residents downtown at that point so richardson absolutely perfect it was like this hidden gym like it was really safe the schools were amazing and i mean i andy knew it really well too so we had the best of everything right here and again we were young with no money and i was like we need to do this now and it was right about the time of the that housing uh, recession thing went down. Yeah, what houses were really cheap in 2010, so we jumped in and got into a house at a really affordable rate. And the idea for me was, I work at UTD. I didn't see myself leaving anytime soon, so if I can cut my commute down to uh, five minutes door to door, that's pretty awesome for me. Um, and it was so really she also hard to get into this neighborhood, though. It I really mean, was because yeah. we we knew the location. It had to be this side of 75 because Richardson's great, but like this part of Richardson was our favorite and. You know, our budget was such that it's like, okay, we have to get the first thing available within our budget. And it was like the timing was just perfect because yeah. after that, everything just kind of skyrocketed. Yeah, I think we looked at houses kind of in the Plano, Richardson. We, uh, we looked in Carrollton too um, at first. And we did about six months. We probably looked at about 100 different houses. Wow. Um, yeah. And we couldn't find anything that we could settle on. So we took a little break and we got a different realtor. Um, and then we came and started looking at houses. And this one was actually. The house that we moved into was one that Angie saw online and called it, me and yes. told me about it. So I took a she, lunch break and met with our realtor, and she came over, and we walked the house. I took video of it, sent it to her, told her I liked it. So, um, Well, you know what was great, though, about this neighborhood <clears throat> and why I love that house, too? It was close to UTD, and having lived in Denton, like I love the—there's the, something about living close to a college— that kind of preserves the character of the neighborhood. And I didn't want to lose that after we left Denton. So when I got here, I was like, UTD, it's really close. It's still got, it's got a lot of rentals. So you have a lot of young people and a lot of like really, you know, structured residents that have been here forever. I really love that. So, I mean, as soon as the house popped up within our budget, I jumped on it. We had to be in this neighborhood because it was just never going to go bad to me. And so far, I mean, I've, I kind of wager that uh, for most colleges, if you live no, next to a campus, you pretty much aren't going to lose much value. And I mean, things are only going to get better because yeah. they invest money, you know, so mm-hmm. 
the neighborhood's just been great though. Yeah. So, and eventually it did, it got better really fast <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, were able to flip that house into one like blocks away just cause I had to have a pool, but yeah. it's Texas, you know? <laughs> nice. It's yeah. It helps in the summer. Yeah. I imagine a lot. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And we absolutely love it. It's just, it's crazy how it fits just perfect size. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a really cool house. It was a smaller house. Um, I think I told you we were moving into that one, too. Yeah, right? well, like, yeah she saw the house online. We went and met the realtor, walked the house. We loved it. I took video, showed it to her, and we put in the bid on it and wound up um, getting the house. And so it took a little while for closing and whatnot, but we are weirdos. And so we would go and walk around in the house when no one was there before we even owned it. And like, we're going to put our stuff here. We're going to do this here. Um, so we moved in. Really enjoyed it. And then we had our daughter probably about a year, maybe two years after we moved into the house. And that's kind of the idea of buying a house. house, right? Yeah, our first oh, house. Okay, I was kind of talking about the second So, house. yeah, we saw our first house and then we started, she wanted a bigger house. Uh, we lived right next to a busy street and there was no fence mm. in the backyard. Uh, yeah. Still an amazing neighborhood, but it just wasn't mm-hmm. safe for like a two year old that was starting to like dart off, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nice to have the fence where they can just run out and play, oh, and you can kind awesome. of release them for a minute and watch out the window. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Like that. So, yeah. So, the one of the ideas, I mean, we knew each other from, from work. Mm-hmm. Andy and I both work at UT Dallas, and then we certainly met through the kiddos and their classes and stuff. Um, but one of the reasons I reached out to you was because of your post on Nextdoor, and um Going circling back to the schools, and yes. you had mentioned you're involved with a PTA this year. Is we that right? joined and... the board this oh, year. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. I kind of forced Andy to be well, uh, co <laughs> chair president. I don't know. Yeah, and, so they want me to be the president of the PTA, but they also realize yeah. that I have well, no experience in that. So right now they're kind of have a they have me tried shadowing. To recruit us last year, uh, or me, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of. It was one of the. GHE 101 nights where you meet the teacher kind of a thing and they kind of just needed parents to come on so I was like all right and I don't know as far as like the schools go um Greenwood Hills is kind of like an underdog on this side of town um I remember I I looked at a lot of houses but we also looked at the great schools ratings and which aren't accurate or whatever they say but uh it was interesting though like they don't have a great reputation And I remember asking around, is this a good school? You know, like um, she was in the lottery, which they have here for Arapahoe Classical and all the other elementaries that looked great. And we had some teacher friends tell us these are great schools. But for whatever reason, anyone I talked to about Greenwood Hills just had negative things to say. Hmm. But I I, that's why kind of why I made that post, which was like, does anyone live in the neighborhood that's been here from the beginning that knows this school and like, how do you feel about it? You went there. How do you feel about it now? And like, why, why is it that people are so negative about it? And I don't know. I, her first year in kindergarten, I remember keeping a close eye on things and I wasn't as involved, but, uh, I was just had nothing but a positive experience. You know, I got to talk to her. Her teachers were really nice. The principal was just really outgoing. I think she's a new principal. She made a whole lot of new friends and, I guess it was just like, you know, having the, the first one single kid, you're just that over, overbearing, worrisome mother kind of thing. But, I mean, it was such a great year that after that, I was like, why why aren't more people getting, like, excited about coming here to this school specifically? And I realized, well, maybe a lot of these parents haven't joined the board or volunteered or all that stuff. I was like, it's kind of, you know, be the change situation. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. And we joined, and it actually did do um, – some really cool stuff. I mean, we got to meet a lot of the teachers and just really get involved to kind of help me understand like what specifically about the school 
is special and what it needs or doesn't need. And it's just been interesting. I don't know. How do you feel about it? So it's been fun. I um, was telling her the other day, I never thought I would be the parent that's even in PTA, let alone on the PTA board. Um, So it was really strange to me, but kind of jumping in, you know, I'm really involved at UT Dallas. I'm on a lot of the committees that we have around campus. I'm on staff council. I'm the chairperson for the staff development committee and staff council. So kind of a lot of that translates into what PTA is doing. So that's why I wasn't so hesitant to join the PTA board. Um, you know, it's more, it's more work that you have to do and more commit time commitment, but it's also really rewarding. And ultimately it's just to help the teachers out there and help the school out, which in turn will help the students out and hopefully the parents as well. So, um, kind of jumped in there. Uh, it's really interesting. You could, there's a lot of stuff you don't know what goes on behind closed doors at school. And so, um, just trying to take care of the teachers and make sure that they're aware that they are appreciated and that what they're doing matters. I'm sure they all know that in some way, but you know, I know when you're in the middle of the school year and you're just kind of beat down with the hectic schedule and all the children and the issues that come along with them, especially with as many kids as they're in a class, it's really hard to focus. And so I'm just really working with them to try to help them know that we, they're appreciated. The parents really are helped out by what they do. And, uh, you know, our kids are having a really good time there. So we want that to continue. I think I'm just really interested in changing the neighborhood's opinion of Greenwood Hills because um, they don't seem to share it with many of the other schools. I mean, mm-hmm. Pierce and all of the other uh, they got a big fan base, I guess. But uh, I was like, it's time that, you know, maybe Greenwood Hills deserves one too. I mean, these are local local kids that are starting to kind of, the neighborhood was turning over and like large groups of local kids. Like you can finally play with neighborhood kids. That's something I grew up with in Allen. Like I said, I went to kindergarten and high school. I graduated with a lot of the same kids and we played together. So we watched, we grew up together. Yeah. And I really wanted that for my child too, um, which has been like really exciting to see. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope more parents kind of see that too. But if lately it's kind of been like stagnant as far as the housing market goes. Mm-hmm. And, and my my experience, it kind of reflects the kind of um, younger families that come in. And I don't know that it's really been as affordable as it has been in the yeah, past the few years. Property values have gone up really high, especially in this area of Richardson. That 2010, I think more and more younger families were moving into the area and raising kids because it is great. such a nice it was neighborhood. Like a boom. But then, you know, in the past. I guess nine years, you know, it's just going up property value and it's almost pricing out those new home, you know, first time homeowners, um, people with small children who don't have as much of an income to to utilize to buy things. So it's making it harder for new families to move into the area. So um, I think it's part of one of the reasons that Greenwood Hills doesn't have as many, you know, kids going there. They're bringing kids in from other areas just because you can't really populate the school. And then you also have the fact that people want to go to Mohawk or they want to you know, enter the lottery and go to the math, science, technology school or go to Arapahoe Classical. I've seen a lot of that, too, where parents are deliberately trying to get their kids, even though their district for Greenwood Hills, into a whole nother school district. And it's like all this effort over the past few years, especially because there's been so many kids that's become so much more difficult. She had no choice. She had to go to Greenwood Hills. And it turned out for the better. Yeah, we didn't even bother with the lottery this year. Yeah, yeah, we were exactly the same. We put our oldest in the lottery. Um, Honestly, it was because I liked the idea of the uniforms at the (laughs) Yes, because in preschool they had uniforms, and I was like, "This is so easy. Let's try this again." (laughs) Yes, yes. So, but she 
didn't get in. And, um, and so, yeah, we went on, you know, to, to the school that we were zoned for, just our little neighborhood yeah. public school. And we had such a great experience that first year that I didn't even bother. And we were fortunate enough that our second had the same kindergarten teacher. So it was like she just folded right in. Oh, and nice. it felt, you know, again, it just felt like a small town. Like this yeah. is our neighborhood school. It was like the elementary yeah. school where I grew up. We can walk there if we yeah. need to. I love and that. it just, yeah, we have been, I mean, no school is perfect, of course, yeah. but we have really oh, yeah. been nothing but happy with the teachers and the staff. And, um, you know, you can tell that they are, that they care about our kids. Definitely. I think, yeah. And that they are trying really hard to make this a really positive learning experience for them. So, yeah, we've, yeah we're three years in with our oldest. She's in second grade. And then, of course, our middle one's in first. And yeah. it's been well, nothing but grade, good. So, so how is second grade working out for you? I was curious about that. Second grade's been good. It's um, first homework. grade. Yeah, more homework, <laughs> a little bit more independence on things. And um, it's been good in some ways because I don't know if y'all have seen really with first grade that it's a big jump. And like a lot of the homework, the math concepts, our first grade teacher said, it's, it's a big year. First grade and fourth grade are kind of the, Mm -hmm. um, like benchmark years where they have to make some big academic leaps. So in some ways, second grade hasn't been quite so hard. It's been nice that the second grade group is a little smaller than the first grade group. So they've been in one group since kindergarten, that same class. And her second grade teacher told us this year, she was like, I've actually never seen a class that is this cooperative and this supportive of each other. Yeah, she's like, it's, real tight. it's very tight. Yeah. So she's like, they are a really just nice group. They get along yeah. well. They cheer each other on. They don't really have those social conflicts yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's small town living. Yes. It's like the best part of it. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm sure it's not always going to be ideal, but yeah. it's been a really positive experience for her so far, especially. Yeah. So yeah. Last year when they had, when our kids entered kindergarten they expected you know one class Mm -hmm. but there were so many children there that they had too many people to have for one teacher Mm -hmm. so they were talking about possibly moving people to another school oh wow um so they some people were excited about it and i remember being just slightly like really dude Mm -hmm. come on like it was a little disappointing but again that's why i'm i'm on the board. I'm trying mm-hmm. to change that specifically. Yeah. And But you said that there are students coming in from other districts now to Green there Hills? I always have. That. It's a bilingual school. Okay. So they bus in students that um, I think they're predominantly Spanish speaking. I don't know who we were talking about this the other day with. I completely forgot. But uh, we were discussing like first through third, I think, is they have Spanish and English classes. And I believe it's on the third grade where they try to integrate the Spanish speakers into the English classes. So you have this, like, um, right now, there's a lot of kids from first through third grade. And then after that, for whatever reason, it just kind of dissipates. I think there's a lot of the the neighborhood getting bigger, obviously, um, explaining the kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. And then there's used to be a lot of parents transferring their students out, mostly to Mohawk, wherever possible. Um, You've had some friends do that, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's I don't think that's possible anymore these years. It's going to be very difficult to do. And... I'm really excited to kind of see what happens in the second and third grade. Like, okay, when when you get to finally intermingle and actually become this one unit school. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, which I know the principal's really interested in forming the community that's there, um, which I am too. I think it's a great resource to have, like, this amazing neighborhood which I kind of grew up with the same aspect. You know, you've got a great suburban neighborhood and you're pouring your resources into this school with some some kids who are probably underprivileged and they could really use the helps, you know? So like the volunteering, the fundraising or whatever, it's like, it's, it's, 
I think it's Greenwood Hills' turn, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And I oh. love the diversity there. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, was I that. love yeah. that. I mean, that was what we loved most about her daycare, you know? And kind of a plus to her school as well. Yeah. So, yeah, her daycare is just children from all different backgrounds and, you know, variety of races and, you know, religions, etc. And even the teachers that are there are all different as well. So it's been really good just to see that everyone's equal. And then kind of going into Greenwood Hills, I think some people might be concerned, like, oh, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people. But I think that's really beneficial to everyone who's a part of going to school there is that you can see that there's people from other backgrounds or from other areas or have different ways of life that you can see that they're just the same as you. They like to play with toys just as much and maybe struggle at math as well. But you can kind of see that everyone's basically the same. So I think it's really helpful for any you know native English-speaking children to maybe see that there's people who speak Spanish and you can get along with them and there's nothing nothing wrong with anything. So I think it's really beneficial. The diversity is great. Yeah, so. it has opened up the possibility for us to have some good conversations with them at an early age about families look different and yeah. people look different and houses look different. And, you know, just to be able to say, yeah, we're all the same on one level, yeah. but it's okay that there's a whole bunch of differences too. Yeah. Like we can all still appreciate that about each oh, other yeah. and, and kind of other. on their level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have really, really appreciated that. Like, you know, to be able to say, yeah, some kids mostly speak Spanish at home. Isn't that interesting? You know, yeah. instead of it yeah. being... Um, something that they are surprised to encounter, you know, like in middle school and, you know, that they are going ahead and getting exposed to all kinds of um, just perspectives and lives and yeah, Yeah. people. I I love it. I absolutely love it. It's maybe my favorite thing. I don't think there's like a negative uh, outlook towards like non-English speakers. I think really what the, the whole problem that they've been facing is that these kids who are incredibly intelligent, I can't imagine learning two languages and math yeah, at the same time, like please. <laughs> <laughs> and like on top of that, it, they have to keep the the curve going for everybody, and that's it. That clearly affects the grade schools rating, which is what everyone forms their opinions on. Which to me is just so stupid. Like it doesn't mean anything. It just means you have this like diverse group of kids that are really smart, and eventually, like they're gonna help. I don't know. Like, it's just, to me, it's a matter of changing that. Like, I hate that grade school's rating. How do we change it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. But these yeah. poor kids. I, I have a feel like they just, they got so much going on for them. I kind of, I wish there was, I don't know. And I guess that's why we're there. Like, <laughs> yeah. we should do more for these kids. Well, I'm curious from that original post, did you get any interesting responses? Or? Not one. Really? <laughs> so Actually wow. crickets. And that's I was a little upset because okay. when our original house, when we first moved here, um, a lot of the neighbors were actually from here and one of them went there. Um, I'm not going to say names or anything, but he's just had negative things to say mm-hmm. about it. And it just kind of colored my uh, opinion about it. I was like, really? Is it that bad? And he's like, oh, they bust kids in and it's just this, that. And it was, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I, from that perspective, I was like, okay, well, can I get some more opinions? Like who else has been there? And a lot of people just don't have much to say. I, I know a bunch of people from uh, here that went to Northridge, nothing but good things to say. And I was just kind of reaching out, seeing, is anybody here that can tell me anything about how it used to be versus why why everyone's, Does you know, how it is connotation now. Yeah. To mm-hmm. Hills? Interesting. But I mean, I suppose it was just one opinion, but I mean, there have been just a couple interactions that I just don't really think match anymore, you mm-hmm. know? 
to sum up, I always have one final question I ask everybody. But before that, I don't know, anything else y'all want to say about what you like about Richardson, what's special about this city, you know, raising a family here, um, just anything else really you want to you want to share? It's kind of funny having grown up in this area and going to school in Richardson. And I think most people, when you're growing up in a city, you want to get as far away as you can. You want to get away from your parents and be independent. And I never really pictured myself raising my own family and having my own, you know, family and house in Richardson per se. So it's kind of funny to come back around and, you know, love the city so much that I want to, you know, buy a house here and raise my family and try to stay as close to work. So and then again, joining the PTA, I never thought I'd be the kind of person that would do that. So um, it's just a really great city. Uh, It's got a lot to offer. Um, there's a lot of jobs here as well. So, um, as you can see, more and more companies are moving into the area, the Plano Richardson area, more opportunities. There's, it's kind of the technology corridor is what they call it with the textile instruments here and everything like that. So it's just a really good town. It's just going to get bigger. Um, but it's just a really good, good place. And you're close to downtown Dallas. If you want to go there, you're not very far from all the major highways. So, um, it's Texas's best yeah, kept secret. Really, it's, it's a really good town. If you could go back in time and tell your high school self, like all of that, uh, what do you think you would have thought? I would have said, "What are you talking about? There's no, there's no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. The second I turn 18, but <laughs> but here I am. But I just can't see myself leaving Richardson. Mm-hmm. As much as I never saw myself being here, I just can, now I can't see myself leaving mm. here. See, I mean, since we got here. I've always like, yeah, I think everybody kind of pictures themselves like what's out there kind of a thing. But I mean, I've been here. We have met, fallen in love, gotten married, had a kid, bought cars, houses, everything, all within this metroplex. It's crazy. (laughs) Like, I, I just feel like we've been here for so long. Like, we know it so well. Richardson is the only place that we would ever really stay in. Yeah, and it feels like home and it is home. And just anywhere else I go to visit, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Maybe I'm just one of those weirdos that never wants to leave. <laughs> Dallas is great, but if you're going to live here, live in Richardson. Like, Thanks. You know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Well, um, the last question that I always ask everybody is, what's your favorite Richardson place or business or anything you want to kind of give a shout out to? Hmm. There's so many. Yeah, it's hard. There are a lot of good places here. Yeah. I think for me, I have to say wait, wait. Just what? Tell them where the rope swing is. Oh, that, I don't even know where that was. I didn't the have a car. The very first time we ever met. Uh, like, Annie knows where all the secret places are. Like, if we're in Allen, I could tell you, okay, go to this waterfall. But uh, our friend Allen was taking us out somewhere, and it was in Richardson. I had no idea where I was. It was just Allen and Andy and his brothers. And we were out looking for this specific rope swing that they used to go hang out. It was on a train out. track that we used to go and hang out. And so you'd actually climb this little train bridge. You'd climb up that, and then someone would have to swing the rope up Give to you. Give us some street names. I, I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> so, I didn't get my license till I was 18, so I never drove. So I was always sitting shotgun in someone's car. And since I didn't have to drive anywhere, I didn't know where anything was. I was just along for the ride. So I honestly could not tell oh, you crazy. where it was, what the streets were. So there's um, a secret rope swing in Richardson. Yeah. Oh. It's all, it all got torn down when the dart train came. Oh. Yeah, they turned that train track into the dart train line. Okay. So somewhere along the dart train line. but um, There might yeah. still be a rope hidden somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just go put a new one in But somewhere. you basically climb the edge of the bridge, you know, to keep the train from falling off the bridge. You'd climb up there, so you'd be 30 feet up in the air, basically. It was really nerve-wracking. And then um, they'd throw you a rope swing, and you kind of... 
put your butt on it and then oh. swing off. Okay, so it's not there. Is there a place that is there that you love I to go to? Don't I couldn't even tell you. Or a so. restaurant or business or uh, anything y'all so just like. So we eat like Frankie's a lot. I love Frankie's Mexican cuisine. It's really good. So good. Mm. We um, we eat there all the time. We actually just determined that Frankie's was the best one, so we just would go there all it the really time. It really is too. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. So nice. I like tacos amazing. a lot. Tacos are my favorite food. So we eat a lot of taco places. Torchies is really good. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Taco Bueno. But I'd say my favorite place in Richmond would be UTD, just because that's where I work and where I spend most oh, yeah. of my time. And it has gotten more um, beautiful. I used to think yeah. it was really ugly. It had that oh, Texas it was. box vibe. <laughs> I worked there in '99, so Oof. it was totally different. You know, 20 years later, what it looks like now compared to what it looked like back then. Mm-hmm. It was just a big concrete box, basically. So, mm-hmm. um, but I love that place. I love the students that I interact with and the fellow staff members that I work with, and just kind of the vibe of that campus is really fun. It's really eclectic and strange. If you ever want to do a podcast about UTD, I got tons of stories. But nice. um, yeah, I'd say that's kind of my favorite place in Richardson. Hmm. How about you, Andy? I don't know. That's so weird. I'm it's trying a hard to question. Yeah. You're ruining the podcast. I know. It's so terrible. It's going so well. <laughs> Scrap it all. I'm trying to think, guys. We've been here for so long. You know, like I know everywhere. It's just to pick one place out of all these places, like where we first met. You know, when when we found, like, our first house kind yeah. of a thing. I have an affiliation for the front of your parents' house. Cause oh. we used That's to hang, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. See, I'm not sure. But, yeah, like, front of your parents' house, first kiss. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, which that's is really nice. weird. Really <laughs> I don't even remember that. No. <laughs> oh, how fun. I like the parks, too. There's a lot of really oh, yeah. good parks. Honestly, any place in Texas, as long as the sun sets, it's always perfect temperature and really romantic. So, uh, you know, as long as it's nighttime, I'm happy. Cool. Well, thank y'all <laughs> so much. Well, thank you for <laughs> yeah. talking with us. I'm yeah, so thanks excited. for having us. I really hope you can edit that into something cool. <laughs> Jason's an amazing editor. I'll leave that part recording. So Angie actually texted me after we recorded this and said she forgot her very favorite place in Richardson, which is Sushi Saki. She says it is the best sushi in the Metroplex. So I am going to have to check that one out. I also love how she described Richardson as the best kept secret in the DFW area. We have heard that a lot in doing this podcast, and we think so too. It's an amazing city, and we'd love to tell more of your Richardson stories. If you'd like to talk with us, just reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or at thisisrichardson.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tiffany Norris. This is Richardson as part of the On The Go FM Network.